and we are back. Episode 23, Devils on the Rush. Man, Alejandro, I'm scared of heights, but it is a gorgeous view from top of the Metro after another fantastic week from the Devils. Uh, unfortunately, they fell to the Leafs on Tuesday, but then rebounded against the Caps in D.C. on Thursday. They quelled the Separatists in Montreal on Saturday and made the Hurricanes a mere puddle on Sunday. What a week. Man, uh, we, we talked about it. We dreamed about it. But we are back atop the Metro. How's it feel, Alex? What'd you see? Feels pretty good, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I thought they played well in every game this week, even the Leafs game that they lost. And it's just two good teams going at it, but uh, it made up for it for the rest of the week. So it was just like a bad five minutes. Like it yeah. was, you know, it was a, it was a Sevo mistake, and and here we are. Yeah, it was, and then McLeod on the penalty kill um, in the last like five minutes against the Leafs. So the two um, guys that you count on to make a mistake made a mistake, and here we are. Yeah, so um, good week overall, though. So, you know, I guess uh, let's get into it. Yeah, so uh, I was at The Rock on Tuesday. Place was bumping. Uh, I think a lot of fans remember the last time uh, we played the Leafs at The Rock, uh, and I'm sure the league does too, right? Um, but it was it was a raucous atmosphere. Uh, the Devils fans were looking for blood, um, and and I must say they 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 played extremely well. Um, just a couple mental lapses. You know who I thought actually played really well um, and was really physical get that game, and, and and I'm hoping to see more of it was Kevin Ball. Um, I thought he played really well. Uh, uh, Achari, and this is one play that just came to mind. Um, Achari tried to hit him at center ice, and Ball absolutely ran him over. And it was it was it was great to see back to the days of defensemen uh, uh, laying the body uh, like he did. But uh, outside of that, I, you know, they kept up with the pace. I thought they completely outplayed the Leafs for the first period. Second period, the Leafs brought it back to them, and, and the third period was a toss up, minus the couple mistakes. Yeah, that game um, was also the second one where we got to see Meyer, Bratt, and Hughes. Um, unfortunately, it didn't last the whole game. Uh, I think. Oh, um, and we will get into that later. Yeah, we will um, for sure. You know, I thought. I think that that was the game where Tatar, Heischer, and Mercer weren't really having you know the game that they usually did. So I think Ruff was trying to just get a little more offense on that line by putting Meyer up there, but. I thought he pulled the trigger a little too early on the Meyer. Well, Hughes especially with how well the the Hughes, Bratt, and Meyer line was playing that game. Like, they were dominating puck possession. Yeah, that's why I thought it was a little weird. And I thought it would have, you know, I thought he would have, you know, I thought it would have just been like a one-off for that game and he would have gone back to it against the Caps, but he didn't. Um so we'll get into that in a little bit too, but that that game was really about the third line coming through too. Um, you know, it was, uh, was that the game where Eric Hollis scored two goals, right? I mean, full moon. The hollow train has left the station. He was ready to come, and it was the Palat re- revenge game too. Yes, yeah, right. Palat, um, obviously avid listener of Devils on the Rush. Um, but yeah, they played really well that game. The, the third line with Boquist, Palat, and Hala uh, it was it was kind of like it was like oh finally this team has a third line, which is why I was also a little surprised Ruff broke them up. But um, yeah, they really came through. Um, you know, Vanacek, uh, like I thought it was tough to really blame him for all for the for any of the goals there, but in that game. But you also want him to make. Like at least save one of them. Uh, yeah, they, like it. none of them were egregious. Let's say, yeah, but at the same time, you get a performance like he did last night, and you're like, well, you know, he can make one of those saves, right? Like, you know, like I mean, some of them were just wide open nets from good passing and poor defensive positioning. But I mean, maybe the Matthews one, or or uh, I forget all the goals in my head, but it's Mitch you Marner, know. the breakaway too, like, a yeah, exactly. Another save against the caps in overtime. So like one of those, like one of them, not both, but um, yeah, I didn't think he was really like, I, didn't, I wouldn't have blamed him for any of four of the goals, but you would also like him to get one of those. And I'm not even going to say he cost them a game, uh, but um, that was also one where it was like, okay, Vanacek's clearly in a little bit of a slump here. So, 
how are we going to manage his minutes moving forward? And Ruff kind of answered the question for the rest of the week. He gave a care for me the next two starts. So, um, but overall, I, I didn't really like, there wasn't anything I hated about the, the Maple Leafs games, I guess, except for like some of the defensive coverage, but I still thought they played a, a good game on the whole. And they just lost a one goal game to a team that has Stanley cup aspirations. And, that could potentially win it or at least get there. I wouldn't go as far as win it, but the, the, the Leafs are definitely good enough to make a run to the Stanley cup. Yeah. I think the only thing I was disappointed about in that game was, well, I guess two things they didn't win, but, uh, and Matt Murray didn't play. I was really hoping for a Murray start yeah, uh, because I'm pretty sure the crowd would have loved that. And I think we would have gotten his head real soon. Yeah. The storylines would have been crazy if Matt Murray got the stars because, you know, obviously with the uh, Heineken on ice back in the, November or whenever that was. So, and you know, obviously he's gotten the reputation of just pulling, pushing the the net off its moorings now. So, yeah, that would have been that would have definitely been fun. A uh, question for you: Do you think Timo's gripping the stick a little too much, or trying to do a little too much? Because it, it seems like he's finding himself in the box in very inopportune times. Um, no, not really. I just don't think he's comfortable with the system yet. Um, it's a complicated system. The Devils don't like. There's not really another team that plays the swarm system like the Devils and Lindy Ruff have uh, implemented. So I think he's just not really used to being. Uh, and let's remind folks: we've had uh, let's count it zero practices since yeah. the man has joined. Zero practices because. Yeah. Kim John Bettman has just made this ridiculous schedule. I mean, it's 16 games in 31 days. That's a COVID schedule. It's absurd what they're doing. And, and then they wonder why there's injuries going into the playoffs. I mean, this schedule should have been a lot lighter going into, into April and, and what the playoffs are. Yeah, I think that's that's an issue with Vanacek as well. Um, why maybe he was struggling a little bit. I mean, he was approached last night against Carolina. Was his he tied his career high in starts, which he set last season with the Capitals. Um, so you know, I think fatigue was maybe a little bit of an issue, and you definitely have to manage his minutes left because there's still a month left in the regular season. They got what, like 17 games left after. I'd split. I'd split starts for the rest of the season. You know, yeah. they they pretty much got this playoff spot r- wrapped up. Um, I understand we want to get the first in the division, but uh, you know, at this point, like I, it doesn't matter who you play in the first round. Like uh, unless it's the Bruins, right? And that's not going to happen. Like I'm not really scared of any other team, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm super confident either. But at the same time, it's a crapshoot at this point in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about this over the coming weeks, especially since the Devils' magic number is down to ten points, and you know it's, they're getting closer to clinching the playoff spot. But I mean, if uh, things hold the way they are now, you know they can get the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs, and they. Rangers don't they have not looked very good since getting Tarasenko and especially Patrick Kane. Um, so just you know something to watch over the last four weeks of the season too. If you're looking ahead to the playoffs, um, that that game on March 30th has got a lot a lot of eyes on it. Yeah, I mean you know if the Devils smoke them that game, uh, you probably I mean even now before then I think you kind of look at the Rangers and say this is a favorable favorable matchup other than the the goaltending. Um, you know it's just dark and you never know. When he can just go on a heater in the playoffs, I think that's the only thing you'd be worried about um, playing them in the first round. But the Devils are definitely a better team than the Rangers this season. Um, and I, by the time the playoffs come around, you know, that would, Meyer would have played about 20 games, a little more than 20 games with the Devils. So you would think he's comfortable with the team by then. But um, yeah, and listen, I mean, the Penguins are nipping at their heels. They're only three games back. Uh, so the three games back, how many points back are they? Well, six, six points. So that's why I said yeah. three games. But yeah, um, sure, like um, you know, with the overtime and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So six yeah. points back. So I mean, that's not insurmountable. Are they even games played too, or like does uh, even they- games played? So they're both at sixty six. So and I mean, play, don't they play? They played obviously yesterday, and then don't they, they play, play two more times? times they play week. them two more times this week. So by the end of the week, they could be back by two. Yeah, if they get two regulation wins, then that's a race in itself right there. So, And then it could still end up Rangers-Devils if the Devils end up first place in the division too. So um, obviously a lot to get played out here. But um, yeah, going back to the Maple Leafs game, just to wrap it up quickly, like I thought the Devils played pretty well there in the process was there, and we saw it the rest of the week that they played pretty well too. So, Yeah, uh, and you know, shout out to Palat. I mean, that takes a lot 
a character to lose yeah, like the high stick, yeah. To lose all your front teeth and get what like north of twenty stitches and then come back and score that silky, silky goal with and I think it it, it goes without saying that pass from Dawson was was sneaky and, and beautiful. Yeah, Mercer just has them kind of a knack with his passing ability. He he, he can do he's that. Very like- good at just like sliding it by the defenseman. You know, he's not like you know. Obviously, he can he can make the you know the crazy tape to tape, but he's got these silky smooth like little sneaky passes. Yeah, like he did that in the um, uh, for the secondary assist on Nico's goal in the Montreal game. I think of the Tatar goal that uh, in the Kings game a couple of weeks ago too, when he uh, just kind of left it for Tatar in the front of the net and. Star had that backhanded pass. So the kids um, got just yeah, incredible good. sense to him, just incredible yeah. hockey sense to him. Yeah. It's just fun to watch. Yeah, a little unfortunate his uh, point streak ended against Carolina, but that was uh, some hell of a heater that he was on there. Yeah, I mean he, no fault of his own though. I mean he he definitely had a couple uh, you know great opportunities in front of the net. I think he hit. Did he hit the crossbar? Uh, he hit Coach Chetkov got like with his shoulder on like a point blank chance. It was pretty yeah. close going on. All right. Um, do, should we move on to the Caps game? Yeah. Um, when, when, what did you see in the Caps game? Yeah. So, Caps, um, you know, for the first time in a long time, they were sellers at the trade deadline. So, much different looking roster. Um, since really since they started moving Orloff and some of the other players that they had, um, they've been leaky defensively. And it showed in that game against the Devils. The Devils really uh, controlled that game at five and five. The only reason that they were the game went to overtime in a shootout was because Darcy Kemper was fantastic for the Capitals. Um, Unreal, stood on his head, and you know I've been critical of Darcy in the past, but kudos to him because he was literally the only reason that geriatric team uh, was still in that game. Yeah, exactly. So um, they've, I mean, he was fantastic, but the Devils that was like shots were like 35 to like 16 or something like that. for that uh, 40 to 22. Okay, that was even a lot more than I thought. So yeah, I mean, that was really, um, that was really an impressive showing from the Devils. And we all know that the Capitals have kind of been like the boogeyman for them in recent years, but this year, what they got. Uh, they play each other, I think, the last game of the regular season, right? So they still have one more. They put the boogeyman to bed, baby. Yeah. They put the boogeyman to bed, and, and they stopped Captain America in the shootout too. I mean, it's it that was it. You know, th- th- this is a game where you know I was a little worried, but it they they broke through and they found a way to win. Like I, I don't know how many other times we're going to say it this season. They just find ways to win. Yeah, and that was a big one for Timo, right? Because he had the game-winning goal in the shootout, so, you know. Well, yeah, especially after he took that late penalty again uh, in in OT, which was a weird, you know, lost track of his stick and tripped uh, someone across the boards. Yeah, I don't remember um, who tripped, but yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, like, listen, uh, they dominated the play game. This is, this is the devil's hockey we wanted to see in all seasons. I know uh, for 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 most of the season, I mean, you know, I know there was a stretch where we were winning games, but it wasn't pretty. But now it's they're they're playing really good hockey. They're dominating the games. The winnow meter is all most of the time like significantly in their favor. Um, not much else you can ask from the team. And now you know we're we're getting the depth scoring again. And you know, as we saw on Sunday night, when the stars come out, the stars come out to play. Yeah, that was something that they had been missing for a little bit um, earlier in the week. Nico Heischer line had been playing pretty well for the most part, and they were responsible for two of the three goals against the Canadians. So they were still contributing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jack and Jesper had been kind of quiet until that Carolina game, which we'll get into in a minute. I don't even really think there's too much to talk about the Canadians game. Um it's kind of like a sleepy game. Uh, not much. You going know what on. it reminded me of? It reminded me of the uh, Coyotes game, right? Like they knew they were going to win. They played like they were going to win. Um, less mistakes in the Coyotes game, let me tell you that. And yeah, and a much better goaltending performance. But it was a game where they just dominated the pace of play. Unfortunately, they gave up that late one in what the second. Yes, towards the end of the second, yeah. But like, you know, I wasn't concerned, right? The most of the game, I was like, "This is this is a wrap." And then they got the empty netter, and and we move on. We came home. Yeah, the like Montreal did a good job of keeping the Devils 
to the outside for the most part in that game. Like a lot of the devil's shots came from the perimeter. Um, so it was like even and Alan Ruff played had, really well too. Yeah, Alan was very good. Ruff mentioned that in his post game press conference too, and then he also mentioned the thing about the Canadians' like defensive structure being pretty good too. How they managed to keep the Devils to the outside for a lot of that game. Um, so, but yeah, on the other side of the things, like Canadians weren't really able to generate much offensively. So, yeah, like you, I didn't really feel like, you know, it kind of took like a really bad play from Severson for them to get a goal. And they did have some other opportunities the rest of the game, but I felt confident with Akira Schmid. Uh, he just, like, I don't know, it's hard, it's hard to describe his game. It's not hard to describe his game, actually. He's, he's cool and collected. In the, and he's a big body. 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 He's super athletic. Um, I mean, the, the kid might be him. He, he, I mean, we might have that one A, one B here. Yeah, it's always tough to tell with goalies because goalies are voodoo. Um, but he definitely looks like he has it. So um, it'd be interesting to see how they're going to use him moving forward once Mackenzie Blackwood returns. Because uh, Blackwood, unfortunately, I think we know that answer. Yeah, no, Blackwood's coming back. I mean, he's going to be the one B, which is fine. He hasn't really been bad this season. But I mean, if Akira come playoff time, I think Akira will be part of the the squad going forward unless you know they really value him getting those minutes in Utica for a little bit um but yeah the, the Canadians game was just kind of like a, a little bit of a sleepy game not too much going on but it, you know the Devils played well for the most part and they got another one they didn't get caught looking ahead to the big game with Carolina so yeah and you know another great performance out of the top line I mean I think we can firmly say that's that's the top yeah. line even though you got a lot of firepower in that Hughes Brat and Meyer line but it wasn't you know they didn't play together that game but I mean it's just remarkable what Nico has done and how he's just you know just elevated Dawson and, and Tatar um I know listen credit to Tatar and, and Dawson right they're they're doing everything right too but it's just something like you know, as soon as Dawson's on Nico's line, he's, you know, he's he's burst onto the scene, and I don't think that's any coincidence, right? I think that's that's this chemistry is something that you know, Lindy, don't freaking touch it. I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Yeah, like you don't touch knows. the third line. Like don't touch the third line. Like that line has great co- like chemistry too. Like Palat, Boquist, and and Holla, they just seem to be clicking too. So like, just let the second line figure it out, and they will, and they have. Yeah, that's it's good that you brought that up because like the Boquist Hughes um, Meyer line did not have a good game against Montreal, and that was I wrote about that actually in my takeaways post. I was like, uh, you got to go back to Brat Hughes and Meyer here, and he actually didn't. Lindy didn't start the Carolina game with, um, and he started with Boquist Hughes and Meyer, and then Brat and Hughes teamed up for one of the goals at four on four and Lindy after that was like, okay, Brad's going back on Hughes and Meyer's line uh, five on five. So, um, but yeah, that was, um, it was kind of like focus is a good player, but like he's the ideal bottom six forward and he's better suited on a line with Hala and Palat. So he's got um, a lot more grit than I thought. Um, I mean, even when you saw him, you know, he threw the body yesterday in that. And should, should we move on to the Canes game? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was throwing the body yesterday, too. I know uh, he, there was a little bit of a scary play in the corner on that Brent Burns one, but I forget in mid-ice, he, he knocked someone over and, and took the puck. I forget who it was. Um, I think it was Ajo or someone, but been very impressed with Jesper, Jesper Boquist and his play uh, as of late. Yeah, that's why I was kind of surprised, like, he, you know, because the Devils would be kind of smart, I think, to rotate players a little bit here, too, with this, because they play, like, every other day this month. So I was kind of surprised Sharon Govich didn't at least get into one of these games uh, over the weekend. I thought it may have been for Boquist, but, I mean, Boquist is playing too well right now. Um, and you don't really want to touch what's, I mean, they're, they're in the thick of a, you know, the race for first place in the Metro now, so... I guess you don't really want to touch what's working, but yeah, he was, uh, he had a good game against Carolina again. And, uh, I think it was good that rough put him back with Halla and Palat. And we saw Brett Hughes and Meyer back together again. And I hope they stick with Brett Hughes and Meyer because they just need to get Meyer comfortable with the system. And I feel like if he's bouncing around with different line combos all the time, uh, it's going to make things a little more difficult. Uh, And plus when you have, the other three lines going as well as they are. Um, you know, I think you, you kind of want to just keep everything together and hope Brad Hughes and Meyer can figure it out. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, um, 
they will. And they, I think they did, right? Like they, they have. I think, I mean, with all the uh, expected goals, percentage, and shots, and I mean, they, they've been totally dominating teams. It's just been poor puck luck, I, in my opinion, right? And then yeah. we, saw some, we saw some great puck luck yesterday or some great steals and scoring, and it was it was fantastic to watch. Yeah, I, mean, I think like, Timo's shooting like 5% since he joined the Devils, and, and like, or it's like 3.5%. Todd Cordell pointed it out. Wait, I, he must be sitting next to Hala in the, in, in the, uh, in the locker room. They, yeah. they got to rearrange the locker room then. <laughs> Yeah, just like a little – he hasn't had the shooting luck yet so far. So, yeah, I mean, I think he's, the shots and chances have been there yet. Um, it's just a matter of them going in. But, I mean, but he just adds such a different element when he's on the ice. Like, he is he is the true definition of a power forward. I mean, it's just fun to watch. He just barrels into the zone or, like, when, when the puck's in the corner, you know he's coming away with it. Um, he's really settling in nice. And, I mean, he's got two tree trunks for legs. I mean, have you seen him in the pregame soccer yeah, kickabouts? He's, he's thick with two Cs. Oh, yeah. He is thick, thick, thick. I mean, yeah. oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, let me clean up a little bit. But uh, he is, he's been he's been fantastic. Um, just hasn't scored. I mean, a couple of dumb penalties, but we'll, we'll break that down to him not knowing the system. So, um, the goals will come. The goals will come. The points will come. I've been very impressed with um, the different uh, type of hockey that he's brought to the Devils team. Yeah, he's the power forward that they were kind of missing. And once he gets comfortable with everything, you know, with the system, his line rates, tendencies, and stuff like that, uh, the goals will come. So I'm not really concerned there. Yeah, I mean, general overall play in the Hurricanes game, I thought they they dominated. I mean, I thought they played really well. They met the Canes' pace. Um, you know, I think, you know, the Canes did do a good job keeping them out um, on on the sides of the zone, in the offensive zone for the most part. But credit to Jack. I mean, that guy was a man on a mission yesterday. He did not – I mean, he didn't even smile when he scored. He's like, yeah, let's get back. Let's drop the puck and do this again. Um, and then um, it was good to see Jesper get back on the scoring sheet. It looked like he was a little bit down on his confidence uh, as of late. But, uh, man, it's good to see him, you know – hit that five hole. I mean, obviously they read the scouting report there uh, on the goalie for the Canes. Um, and outside of that, the penalty kill, fantastic, especially on a Hurricanes penalty power play that's been been great as of late. I mean, just – and then, like, I think we need to touch on the third period. This third period was a third period the Devils have not played the entire season. This was a lockdown. We don't care if we ice the puck. You're not coming near our net. You know, obviously there was that one two two on one towards the you know in the middle of the period, but outside of that, that was a lockdown third period. Yeah, um, it was a, definitely a bit of a slog, but that's definitely that's also not a bad thing. Um, I mean, that's playoff hockey, if you ask me. I mean, and that's all. That's also the, the you know off a of back to back too, right? Yeah, I mean, I do think it's a. I mean, that was a three nothing game, so like playing that way is. I don't really think it's an issue, um, but like in closer games, if you're up. Um, if you're up, like say it's like two one or three one or something like that, or three two, um, playing that type of game is a little risky because you're asking your goalie to do a little much. But yeah, when you're up three nothing, I think uh, playing a game like that is perfectly fine. And I, you know, the whole game, I thought they did a really good. Like Carolina got shots, but I like they, the Devils did a really good job of keeping things to the perimeter, like Montreal did to them the night before. Outside um, of the Aho, outside of the Aho opportunity, um, yeah, the glove. You like, mean when Vanek had the glove? Oh, yeah, hibachied that shit real quick. But um, it was, you know, I completely agree with you. They kept them outside. They kept the chances limited. And you know what? Like, I think the Hurricanes are surprised when they play the Devils because not many teams can skate with them. You know, yeah. the, the Hurricanes are very fast, um, just like the Devils. Um, they, they're, they're very tough on the puck, too. Like, they've got good size on that team. So it, it I think it surprises the Hurricanes a lot when they – it's almost like looking in the mirror a little bit. Yeah, and you know the thing with Carolina, like they do play really fast, but like the thing with Carolina too is they play like an ex the exact opposite of New Jersey. Like the Devils like to play off the rush, but Carolina is like really the exact opposite. They like don't do anything off the rush. They're like a big like dump and chase, um, four check kind of team, and they spam a lot of. They're like their their system is like just predicated on them like getting all shots to nets and looking for like rebound opportunities. Um, and that's I think. When, so that like when you're missing a player like Andrei Svastnikov, like they were yesterday, that makes a big difference for a team like that because he's one of those guys who will capitalize on the rebound chances. 
Um, so like it's interesting to watch the Devils and the Hurricanes play each other because they have such different styles. And I think when Carolina's system uh, like it doesn't work the way they want it to, and they're not really able to generate the quality chances like they they want, which was what happened yesterday. A team like the Devils that's fast off the rush and stuff, they can really take advantage, um, and that's what they did. But it also that also screams to the point we've been talking about before. They're just the Hurricanes just don't have that one player that can poke check and then come down the wing and score it. Like yeah, the Devils they don't have do. a superstar. Like they have a like Aho is a really good player. Same with Spashnikov. Um, like they have a bunch of really good players, but they don't have like a Jack Hughes or even. I wouldn't even really say like a Jesper Bratt. Um, they don't really have that type of player on their roster. Um, I mean, you you would argue their best players on defense in Jacob Slavin. Slavin, yeah, for sure. And then after that, I would probably say Sebastian Ajo. Um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely they la- and they lack team. they lack some depth up the middle. They really yeah. do. I was really surprised they didn't go and get a center. Uh, yeah, like Hopkins has actually been. Pretty solid for them, but the offensive upsides, like he's been really, really good defensively. Like even like talk about like he should get some. No, he's not going to win the award, but he should sort of be in the Selkie conversation. No, like, if Nico's not in the Selkie conversation, don't even don't even bring that up. Don't um, don't. Saying Kakanyemi's been really, really good defensively this year. Um, but the does he does he even touch the points that Nico has? Uh, no. Of course not, but um, yeah, the offensive upside is not there. So um, yeah, they're going to be an interesting team uh, come the playoffs. Like, do they have what it takes to get past the first or second round? I don't really know. I think goaltending is a kind of concern with me too, because you know I don't think Chetkov will be their starter in the playoffs. But the books out on him just shoot five hole. It's there like all the time. So yeah, and and that that really begs the question: Can Freddie stay healthy? Yeah, and Ranta has not been his usual self this year, so they really need Freddie Anderson to get healthy by the playoffs. I think that gives them their best chance because, like, otherwise the team I think is good enough to make a deep run. They could even contend with the Boston Bruins for the Eastern Conference. Um, but it yeah, just really depends who they get. Players. Really, it just really depends who their bracket is. Yeah, if they don't win the division and they get the Rangers in the first round, I'm super intrigued to see what that looks like given how the Rangers eliminated them last year. Um, that would definitely be the most interesting first-round matchup for me. But to be fair, this is a different Rangers team and for the worse, yeah. in my opinion, than, yeah. than last year. And the thing is, too, is like Shesterkin has been good this year, but he has not been like godly good. Um, so, you know, I and they're not defending well right now. Like, the... Um, if you look at the money puck power rankings, I think they got the Rangers down at like 19th or 20th right now. And that's because they're expected goals rates have been dropping. Um, they're missing Lingren, man. They are yeah, missing they do, Lingren. They, they miss him big time. But I think they have more issues than just missing Lingren. So it'll be interesting to see what he does for them when he comes back to the lineup, though. But uh, yeah, I think if you're a Rangers, we're not going to get too much into the Rangers because we're not a Rangers podcast. But if you're a Rangers fan, you should probably be a little concerned with how they're playing right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, do we want to, I mean, we touched on it briefly, but just some quick team news. Uh, Curtis Lazar has finally made it over the border and joined the team. Um, yeah. I expect to see him this week one way or another. Um, either if he slots in on the third or fourth line, uh, probably a fourth liner in, in all honesty, um, probably give either Bastion or Wood a break, um, with, with the games and, and you know, we'll probably see Smith slot in again. Uh, for ball, um, yeah, you know, Govich will play too. I mean, they have to rotate players, these ne- especially after they clinch because you know, we said earlier their magic number is down to 10 points. I think you'll see Ruff try to rotate players in, and to use a soccer term, they'll rotate players in and out because their schedule is so crazy to end the season. So these guys were going to get in, um, you know, the next few games, I would think. Yeah, and, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if we got a, a Lazard uh sighting in the Florida game, uh, yeah just with how physical they've been uh, with us. And I wouldn't be surprised if ball slots in for that game too, but you never know. Lindy's made more baffling decisions than, than I know than I can care to remember, but here we are. We're tied for second in the league. So I'll shut up yeah. for now. Yeah. We, you know, big week, obviously we'll get into it at the end of the pat, but Florida man week. So, yeah. Well, I mean, also like, I think it's a, it, you know, it's, it's a big measuring stick week, right? I mean, we haven't played the lightning this year and lightning are, you know, three-time 
defending Eastern Conference champions, yeah, right? Slumping um, a little bit too uh, lately. They've uh, they've had some rough games out there. So, is um, there any word on the Stamkos injury? Uh, he was practicing. I saw. I think Elliot Friedman tweeted tweeted it over the weekend that he was practicing, like fully practicing with the team. So, I think he's going to be there. You know, selfishly, I, you know, I don't want him to play, but I, I am happy that he's not hurt because. God, that 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 poor guy's gone through some injuries, and he's such he seems like such a fantastic guy, and and we all know he's a fantastic player. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. And then it, I think Lindy also mentioned that if we were having practices, or, or the team, if the team was having practices, Mackenzie Ice would be Mackenzie oh, Blackwood would be on the ice practicing, um, which is encouraging. Um, but he did mention yesterday, and it wasn't a full vote of confidence that uh, when asked which goaltender would back up VTech, we will cross that bridge when we have to. Um, interesting soundbite. Uh, anything to that? Uh, I don't think so. I think Akira is going back to Utica, like unless they want to carry three goalies. Um, but Utica is in a bit of a playoff race themselves too. And you know, they got Nico Dawes down there, but they also have like um, – someone who's been with them in the ECHL and uh, Isaac Poulter. So, I mean, Akira's play is definitely, you know, you can't argue against what he's done. I mean, he's worthy of being in the NHL, but teams usually don't carry three goalies. And, you know, they already got seven defensemen, 14 forwards. Mm, talk to the um, Sabres, bud. Talk to the Sabres. Yeah, well, Sabres in a little bit it's a different situation. I forgot they were carrying three goalies. Um, that's a good point. But, um yeah, I uh, we'll see what happens. I don't would I think, not be surprised if Blackwood was a Saber next year. Just saying that. I right mean, he's. Now. I don't one because the Devils have to clear cap space to sign, resign Brat and Meyer, and um, they have to fill out a lot of the rest of the roster, especially more like their depth players. So I don't think Mac will be with the team next season. Uh, especially you could just give Akira the backup role and. Like um, he might even steal the starting role to be honest. Yeah, he could. He definitely could. Um, the upside is definitely there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'd have like a six-figure cap hit, and then you have Nico Dawes as your third goalie. I think the Devils could probably run with that. So, um, I would be very comfortable with that because yeah. um, But I think for now, I think McKenzie. It's to end the regular season. It will be McKenzie and Vitek, and then we'll see what they decide to do come the playoffs of who they want to carry is because there's no roster limit when the playoffs. You know, is, is, is McKenzie a UFA or RFA? RFA with arbitration rights. That's why I don't Oh, so then you can even trade them then and get yeah, a, they get, will. Get... I think they will try to trade them. And if they don't find a taker, they will just not qualify him. So, yeah, I mean, then you get a pick or something for that. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I think you could, but it, we'll see. Uh, it'll be an interesting situation that they're going to depends who finishes with. the season. I mean, this is yeah, I mean, to your point. They could showcase him. You know, he hasn't been bad. This like his goal save above expected is like top thirty or like fringe top thirty in the league. So like he's not been bad at all, despite his save percentage being like nine hundred one or whatever like that. Um, he's been decent when healthy. It's just can he stay healthy? He's really not been able to show that. So. Um, but yeah, I think VTech and Mac to close out the season, and then maybe, you know, if they want to rest either one of those guys down this, maybe the last week or two, you could see Akira get some more starts again. Yeah, definitely. All right, should we uh, move into our three favorite sections? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, we are back with Stat Attack. All right, Alex, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, so Stat Attack um, going. I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but if I am, I guess we're just going to build off it. So. Looking at like the top line combinations in the NHL, now that they have a big enough sample size, um, looking off money puck, by the way, uh, the Tari Heischer and Mercer line have an uh, expected goals percentage of 67% in 162 minutes. That ranks fourth in the NHL among offensive line combinations um, for line combos with at least 150 minutes played. Funny enough, three of the top five lines are Devils lines. Uh, Brat Halla Hughes is first at 69.2%. And then the line underneath Tatar Heischer Mercer is Tatar Heischer Zetterland. So uh, I think one thing you could take away from that is when you put Tatar and Heischer on a line together, they seem to do really well. And whoever is the other winger on them just kind of feasts. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's where we're going with Stat Attack this week. The Tarheesha Mercer line dominating at 5-5. Five and five. It's now been one of the best line combos in the NHL this season. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, just a pleasure to watch because we all knew Nico was that player. 
Um, and now he's really showing it. Um, I know we said we're not a Rangers podcast, but this was a pretty funny one. And shout out to Shayna, who absolutely dominated the trade deadline. Uh, but she's a great follow if uh, if uh, you guys need another hockey Twitter follow. Um, at Hey Shay, um, with lots of Ys inserted there. Um <laughs> So this is from the Rangers-Penguins game yesterday, and shout-out to Coop in Ocean City. Uh, with Kane on the ice at 5-on-5 five five today, the New York Rangers have six shot attempts, two unblocked shots, zero scoring chances, and an expected goals of .04. Um, and conversely, they have allowed 13 shot attempts, 10 unblocked shots, 10 scoring chances and expected goals of a 1.28. Yikes. Yeah, I think that was only through the first two periods of that game too. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was the thing with Patrick Kane. Like, when I wrote the trade grade article for him at the THW, I'm like, you know, his defensive problems are, like, they're bad enough where, like, you have to be concerned about them. And I mean, when you look at his player card, wasn't it like a two or something on defense? Zero. His defense is a zero. Yeah. That's when your defense is a zero, you're you're not even trying. So, and um, and if you're going to put him on a a line with Panarin, who's also not a defensive threat either. Yeah. And so, you know, I, the Rangers fans should be concerned about that. If he doesn't score goals, it's not enough for him to. It's not enough to outweigh his net negative defensive play. So um, we'll see how that works for them. You know, it's only been what I think he he's played a little more. Yeah, than I mean, you got to give him time, I guess. You yeah. know, whatever. Give him but... like 10, 15 games, like any player that trade gets traded. So you know, but it will be interesting to see over the last four weeks how it goes. If it continues like this, it's going to be a problem for them. Ooh, breaking news out of as of an hour ago. I am told Shakir Mukmadulin is headed to San Jose this week. Oh yeah, Corey no Masters word yet if he starts that. with the Sharks or the Barracudas, but I hope he does well. I mean, I you know he, there was a lot of criticism when he got picked there, but you know, you know, I hope he does well. Yeah, I mean, he looked good in the KHL. This or at least God knows, yeah. Pretty, I mean, God knows. I watch enough KHL highlights of. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the offensive upside is definitely there. We'll see if he can defend at the NHL level, but uh, I think he'll, he's definitely going to play games for the Sharks. We'll see how it goes for him, but I hope he does well, too. All right, should we move to the dungeon? Yeah. All right, let's enter the dungeon, Alex. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm going with Devils fans for turning on Jesper Bratt the last, like, I don't know, week or so. Like, I, I don't really understand it, like... I know he's going through like a little slump, but like everyone goes through slumps and he's still, I mean, after the Carolina game, he's got 27 goals. So he's got, he's got 18 games to get 30. He's going to get there. And he's like on pace for 75 points. I, I just don't really understand it. I think uh, you have maybe a little bit unreasonable expectations for what he's supposed to do. Um, well, also to be fair too, like they dropped him to the third line with, you know, you Holland know, Palat, yeah. Holland Palat, and he's not used to that. Like, you know, that's more of a checking line. Not a checking line, but more of a dump and chase line. He's used to carrying in the puck on the zone and having, you know, Jack Hughes just dish him sexy little passes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I don't know, maybe it's because fans are frustrated with the contract situation, which I understand. Um you What's know, there to even be frustrated at? The fact that they're even talking right now is, yeah. is unbe- like uh, I, I didn't I'm even expect that. Figure, I'm just trying to figure out why De- Devils fans on Twitter, mostly because that's basically the only place I'm on these days. Um, well, you know what? It's because they got nothing else to complain about because the team's playing so damn well. Yeah, yeah, I, that could be it too. Like I just I don't really understand it. Um, stop hating on Jesper Bratt. He's been like the Devils' second or third best player this season. Or yeah, I mean, he's been up there. He's been real good. Um, players go through, go through slumps. I mean, Jack won six games without a goal until the Hurricanes game. So I think everyone just needs to chill out on that one. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Shout out to Jasper. We love you. We got plenty of love for you. We do. Uh, um, I'm going with Lindy, all right? Listen, I, I, and listen, I'm nitpicking here, but the fact that he broke up the Hughes-Bratt-Meyer line in the Leafs game, I think it ultimately cost them. Because it, it not only took out that line, 
and, and the way they were playing. But it took out the Nico line too. Like, just let Nico, Dawson, and Tatar figure it out. That line's been clicking for so long, and then like after one like maybe mediocre period, you break them up. Uh, and then you leave it that way for two games where you put Jesper on the third line. And then, you know, it, it's, I'm talking about Jesper Bratt. And we, you know, just reiterate what we just talked about. So sorry, Lindy. I, you know, you've been great, but uh, that just, that was a mental lapse in my book. Yeah. I mean, we have to nitpick at this point when the team's like 44, 16, and six, and they're winning like three out of four games every week. Just, there's not much to put in the dungeon these days. But yeah, I agree with that. I mean, we threw in MSG Networks last week, so yeah. yeah I think that's we're, where we're, we're at right now. Like, <laughs> we might not have anything to put. If they go 4-4 four for four this week in Florida, like, I don't even know what we put in the dungeon next week. Oh, man. Uh, anything else to add, or is that a wrap on the dungeon? That's a wrap on the dungeon. All right, let's get out of here. It's getting hot. Um, now let's go to the three stars of the week. Plenty to choose from. Uh, you you, you uh, got yours lined up there, Alex? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do. Uh, I had like four or five players that I was considering. Um, you could go a lot of ways, I think. Um, but for third star, um, you know, I mean, I can't argue with the results. I got to give Eric Halla some love. Again, he had four points this past week and three goals. Uh, three of them were goals. Uh, he just looks a lot more comfortable as a third line center. You know, and his six hundredth game too. Right. And his six hundredth right. game. Yeah, the Hurricanes game was his six hundredth, right? So yeah. um yeah, that's a that's a good milestone for him. He's been good for the team this season. Uh he's finally starting to get on the score sheet a little more. Um so, you know, I th- I'm pretty sure I had him in my three stars last week too, so I'm gonna give him a little love again because he's been through some ridiculously bad shooting luck this season and it's starting to look like it's breaking up a little bit so he's my third star i mean the one where he banked it off darcy's head i mean that was just that's just pure hollow for me at this point yeah and he deserved a little luck like that right like it deflects off like a defenseman and then it goes off darcy's head like little pinball there um with my third star of the week i'm going with Jonas. Jonas Siegenthaler, yeah. the forgotten Swiss man uh, on this team, because uh, it seemed like all the other Swiss uh, played, you know, had a great week as well. Um, but I thought he was fantastic. I thought his defensive game this week was was really, really noticeable. Um, really, just breaking up plays, anticipations, keeping the puck outside, um, you know, and and he plays a physical game too. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just not jumping off the stat sheet with assists and goals and all that stuff, but I thought he had a fantastic week and was a big reason um, the Devils got six out of, was it six out of eight points? Yeah, he was really great. I think his best game of the week was the Carolina game too. So yeah, some deserved love for Siegenthaler because he's had an up and down season. So um, yeah, he has, you know, um, but he's, but he's also been playing against other teams top lines night in and night out and you're going to have tough stretches when you're playing against you know the the top caliber of the league yeah exactly all right who's your second star second star is going to our one of our swiss friends akira schmid um oh you uh, that, did I steal your second star? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think I, we might share uh, the second and first stars this week. But yeah, first star I might have a tie actually. But um, yeah, second star Akira Schmid. I mean, you know, we talked about him a little bit before, and when we were recapping the games, but um, he was really good in the two starts he made. Um, Capitals game, he made some big saves, and then you know he didn't he didn't have to. Uh, he actually did fair, face a bit of a uh, fair bit of quality against the Canadians and. Um, played really well in that game too so like you know you, you know it's it's such a stark difference between this season uh this season's goaltending situation compared to last like this year they have three goalies that they they know that they can rely on and i'm sure if they had to call up dawes to play for some reason i mean god for, if dawes has to come up to play i mean don't shit don't, really don't even hand, bring that juju in here don't even bring but, that juju in but here. if they had to they'd probably be comfortable playing him too so um yeah night and day and he was great this week he looks like he's only 22. He doesn't turn 23 until May. So uh, Super young for a goalie. Yeah, super, super young. Future looks bright for him. And like I've said, and I will always say with goalies, they are voodoo. But the upside definitely seems to be there with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he's my second star as well. Um, and, and to your point last season, if our, our starting goaltender went down and we and, you know, didn't go down but had a bad couple games, like – 
I mean, I was scared to even throw in the backup. I don't even know who the backup was most weeks. So yeah, I mean, it was um, either Nico Dawes or Akira Schmid last. Yeah, or, or at the Hamburglar for like a game or two. Um, yeah. Was that last season? Yeah, that was just last season. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, uh, I you know I, I tend to tend to forget bad memories, um, <laughs> but yeah, just a calming presence and what you need in a backup goalie. Um, just to come in there, get you two wins. And it gave the much-needed rest to Vitek. We've been riding Vitek for a while now, and clearly it seemed like he needed a little bit of a break. He got the break he needed, and then look at what happened on Sunday. So, you know, shout-out to Akira. Yeah. And I think I think the nickname in the locker room is Schmido. Did I hear uh, that correctly? I don't know. I'd have to go look that up. But, uh, yeah, uh, that didn't surprise me. Take a, take a listen to um, some of the – post-game pressers uh, either i think i heard it in the carolina post-game presser yeah, yeah i'll have uh, to check that out after this schmido schmido correct me if i'm wrong but i heard schmido all right i'll have to look that up i definitely will all right uh who's your first star of the week uh yeah so i think i'm gonna i mean both nico and dawson mercer had really great weeks um that you're shaking your head is i'm, I'm am i getting am i going in the dungeon for picking two players no, you know. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I, there's no rules to this, but you're That's just right. stealing. You're stealing I'm all stealing. my stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know, it's always good to be in agreement, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nico and Dawson were great again this week. Dawson had four points. Yeah, tell my wife that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's right. We need to get Mrs. Fisherman back here. She, you know, Timo Meyer. What do you think now? Uh, I sent her the trap pick. I did send her the trap pick. Uh, so she, shout she out to the devil. The shout times. out to the devil's marketing uh, department. Is that the Twitter handle? I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, devil's yeah. public relations or whatever. The, yeah, I know whatever you're that. Talking about. Great follow, by the way. Great follow. Um, uh, but yeah. Timo, Timo time's coming. Okay. All right. That's, that's good to know. We'll get her back on the for um, another recap of Timo time in a few weeks. But yeah, I got uh, Nico and uh, Dawson as my two uh, first, my first, my two first stars. Um, they were really good again this week, and they seem to have really good chemistry. I mean, you could even, I guess, throw Tatar on that, but I'm not doing the whole line. So. Well, I am because you oh, okay. stole mine. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll just add on top of I think the whole line. I mean, the, the start of, really good. Yeah, they, they I mean, the start good. of the Canadians game was absurd. Yeah, I mean, was, what, it, like the first like minute and a half, two minutes they spent in the offensive zone or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like listen, that line has that line has been nothing short of just consistent, 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 and that's why I threw Lindy in the dungeon. Like, why were you breaking that up after one mediocre period? I, listen, that just let that line ride. Just let them ride. Dawson's a freaking dog. I mean, it is just Tar, like Tar is a dog, with, like in the offensive zone when it comes to yeah, it, yeah. And, and you you know what's been really impressive, and I know this isn't part of like the first line, but Dawson's been great on the penalty kill. Yeah, I he mean, he gets in the passing the zones. He poke checks like unbelievably. It's it's you know that whole line first star easy yeah. for me. Yeah, that's a good one. So we basically had like the same three stars this week. So yeah, and that's not us being lazy. That's actually like the truth. Like yeah, it's, no, it's, it's not. We don't talk about these things before. We like the three stars. We had no idea we were picking them until we started talking about it now. So yeah, uh, don't worry. There's not a lot of uh, prep. Um... <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we just we sign on. We talk about for like five minutes and like whatever. As we said on previous podcasts, this is a fact free podcast yeah, no. exactly um should we look at the week ahead i mean we kind of touched I mean, on it Jeez, you know, the lightning man. three oh. times in one week yeah. that i mean in previous seasons that that'd be called that'd be called hell uh yeah, i mean, I mean i'm gonna retroactively throw batman in the dungeon in the uh dungeon. for this for this schedule i mean this is absolutely absurd but i mean yeah, happy for them they get to go down and 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 uh and get on the beach uh, for for the weekend, but you know, I will say this: stay out of the water, stay out of the water. You get at least on the west coast uh, in Tampa, because uh, r- report from uh, mother fishermen, there's something called the Red Sea or something or other going on in in the ocean in Florida. Look it up. I'm telling you, listeners, look it up. It's killing all the fishes, and you can't go in the water. Don't wow. go in the water on the west coast. All right. Well. You know, hopefully they won't have enough time to go in the, in the water in uh, Tampa. So, um, 
you know, hopefully it's like all business there. Um, but yeah, strange week uh, schedule. I mean, the Rangers are going through it with Pittsburgh too. They put Pittsburgh three times in one week. A little odd. Um, yeah, I don't know what the NHL schedule maker was up to when they were putting this out. But, um, you know, it would be a good measuring stick for the Devils. I mean, Palat will be playing his former team for the first time since he signed with his uh, free agent with the Devils this summer. So it should be interesting. We're expecting him. We're expecting it. We're expecting a standing O and, and a tribute. Video, oh, yeah. Right? They're going to have a they're gonna have a good tribute for Palat in Tampa. They, over under tears. Over under tears. Um, over a lot. <laughs> this is gonna be a lot. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I think he. I think he cries. Yeah, I. I, I think so too. I mean, even fans. I mean, they're gonna give him. They're gonna give him a standing. Oh, the the tribute video is gonna be really good. Like that. Ta- that organization knows what he meant to them. So, um, I'm sure it will be emotional for him. And you know, I mean, I mean, all his teammates are still there for the most part. They didn't really lose much other than him uh, and a couple other players from the off seasons. Like he'll be seeing all his former teammates that he went to the Stanley Cup with and won too. So should be an emotional week for him. But, uh, you know. I'm expecting a big week. I'm expecting a big week from him. Yeah, I think he will be motivated. You know, players do like going against their former teams a lot. So um, even ones that, uh, you know, especially for him, I mean, that team, that organization must mean so much to him. He played in four Stanley Cups with them and won two. So um, looking forward to it. Tampa, like I said earlier, they've had some – Tough losses lately. Uh, we'll see what the status is with Stamp goes to. It didn't look like a, he's, I mean, based on, on the fact that he's practicing, it doesn't look like too serious of an injury. So I'm expecting the Devils to see him this week, um, but should be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a point prediction? Um, you know, I think four, because the week is so tough. Like, I think if you get four out of eight, that'd be pretty good. But I'm going to say five out of eight. They get So they'll have two wins. A regulation loss and an overtime loss. And uh, first game for Lazar prediction. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough because they're like they're not practicing. Um, I'd say Florida Thursday. The, 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 I was thinking, yeah, I could see Thursday, but they're playing Florida on Saturday, right? The Panthers. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say Lazar plays Saturday against the Panthers because that's the first half of a back to back. They play have another Saturday Sunday back to back. I'm pretty sure. So I say he yeah. plays Saturday. And there you go. He's probably gonna play Tuesday, knowing Lindy. So um, yeah. uh, I think that's a wrap on the episode. Anything else we want to add? Um, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Wow, we kept it under an hour again. Look at us. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm pretty freaking hungry too. I haven't had dinner yet. So yeah. <laughs> Um, listen, another fantastic week. We, we talked about possibly winning the division. Now we're there. Let's, let's keep it going. It's It's actually a race. Let's keep it going. Good vibes. Um, and listen, devil's Twitter, just take a freaking chill pill. If they don't have a good week, they don't have a good week. They're, they're just doing, they're 10 points ahead of the Rangers. 10. Their playoff odds. I'm not just making this up. The playoff odds are literally 99.99%. Like they're in their magic number is 10 with four weeks left in the regular season. I mean, they could literally clinch, right? No, no, no. Ten points. They're like they need oh, some combination sorry. of ten points. They're, but they're close. Like they could do this in like the next week and a half, two weeks. Like absurd, absurd. Yeah. Who would have yeah. thought? Who would have yeah. thought? Yeah, we thought they were, if they were going to be in a playoff race this year, that they would be like chasing one of the wild card spots. But no, they're chasing for first place in the whole division. So and and Jack's back. Jack's back, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's, if Jack and Jesper are Brad, it should be uh, could be a fun week. That's for sure. All right, folks, that's it. Um, And with that being said, I hope everyone has a happy and healthy week. Uh, Be careful driving into work tomorrow. There's supposed to be some wintry weather. Um, But outside of that, let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.